But uh, we got Manuel left, and he's graduating this year. And um, well, he graduated going to Bible college, and, and then um, we got JT. We'll be at home, and we got Elijah, and then Cheyenne. Wow, where does time go? It goes by real quick, you know. How many of you been here for say? I've been pastoring 33 years in Knoxville and Tennessee, Grace Bob Baptist Church, came down from Boston, Massachusetts. How many of you were here in this church 33 years ago? Wow, thank God for you. Thank God for you. How many were you here, um, let's say, um, 25, at least 25 years you've been here? Okay. How many of you have been here at least 20 years? Good. Cheer these people on. Cheer them on. Cheer these precious ones. It takes a lot. That takes a lot. How many of you have been here for 15 years? Cheer them on. Give them a cheer them on. How many of you have been here for 10 years? 10 years or more. Um, 10 years or less. Uh, what about, um, oh, good. Cheer, cheer, cheer the one. 10, 10 years, good. At least 10 years. How about at least five years? Good. Cheer them on. Good. At least one year. At least one year. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> well God bless you. I, I, I want to say I, I admire you faithful people, really. I believe there's going to be special rewards in heaven for people just as faithful to the Lord where God puts you. And I believe God has a special blessing for you tonight, okay? And uh, would you um, open your Bibles to the book of Genesis, okay? Genesis here, if you will, in chapter 50. Would you stand, if you can, respecting the reading of God's word? Thanks again, preacher. We appreciate you so much and thank God so much for you. And had a wonderful time with your pastor out at the, P uh, the Pizza Palace place. And um, <laughs> he's... He's, he's, he's helping help him, help him put some pounds on me. He's helping me. He's, and uh, he's, 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 he's a blessing. Our kids loved it. And um, my wife and family, we, we just uh, treasure these moments each year we have with you. New Britain, Connecticut. I was born in New Britain, Connecticut. You know Pastor Dan Sousa was, was my pastor. He's Evangelist Sousa now. And, and um, I preached for Brother Matt Sousa Sunday morning. We had a wonderful time. Brother Sousa was there. And it's a historical moment for me. There in Wilcock, Connecticut, where we got, that's where it all began with me and my wife, saved to the bus ministry there. I grew up in the projects, Pinnacle Heights, you know that. The miracle God done in my life called me to preach the same year went to Bible college and, and then 1985 down in Knoxville, Tennessee. And all these years we've come up, we've come up. And you know, the Lord's helped us through the years. And this church has always been an encouragement to us. And it seems like every year that we come up, preacher, there's always a trial. There's always an attack of the devil. And it, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And it happens to your pastor, you know, and you dear people that's been here long enough, you know, um, until we get to heaven, the devil's going to try to hurt us. He's going to try to destroy us, going to try to stop us. But the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Isn't that right, my friends? Amen. We're in good hands. In the book of Genesis here, um, we'll begin reading here in verse 14. I'll read verse 14 by myself, and I'm going to ask you to lift up your voice here. And read every other verse, if you will, um, all the way down here um, to verse 21. And um, I'll read, I'll begin reading verse 14, read it, lifting up my voice, and then I want to encourage you to lift up your voice in every other verse. Thank you. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us 
and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him, and his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought it evil against me. But God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Let's pray, shall we? Father, thank you so much for this church. Thank you for these precious saints of God. Thank you for your family. Thank you for this church. Thank you for churches across the nation. Thank you for the privilege of being able to come to church. And I pray that you help me to be encouragement, Holy Spirit of God. I pray that you help these warriors. May you help me to encourage them, and I pray that I can help them. I beg you, Father, that you get the glory out of it all. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look at your text here. You can be seated, thank you. For am I in the place of God? We're going to talk about the place of God being in the place of God. You know the story about Joseph. You know about his heartache. You know about his pain. You know, even to his last days, Joseph suffered so much. I want you to think about this chapter in chapter 50. I want you to look at here in verse 1. In verse 1, when you look at chapter 50 and verse 1, get your Bibles, open it up, please. Don't be too lazy. This is a Bible study and preaching time on a Wednesday evening. I'm talking to my young people there, making sure they open the Bible, okay? <laughs> Amen. Daddy, you say, open it up. Isn't that right? Oh, yes. I want to make sure you're open it up and that you got it there. And, and, uh, and so um, look, look, look what it says here. Look what it says here in chapter 50. And Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and, and, and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. And the physicians embalmed Israel. And 40 days were fulfilled for him. For so are fulfilled the days of those that are embalmed. Can you imagine this? And the Egyptians mourned for him. Can you imagine this? Three score and ten days. Could you imagine that? Seventy long days. Of course, one score is twenty, and uh, you add it up, you got seventy days. Can you imagine a mourning? Could you imagine of 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 crying? Could you imagine of, of of weeping? And and the days were fulfilled. Those which embalmed the Egyptian mourned for him three score and ten days, weeping and crying and and hurting. You see, ladies and gentlemen. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Those that sow in tears shall what? Reap in joy. 
Joseph, even in his later years, this man has suffered. How much, you wonder, how much can a person go through? How much can a person suffer? Look, look at here, if you will, in, the, in this chapter here. And, um, and, and, as, and as you can see, that um, after he buried his daddy and Joseph returning to Egypt, he and his brethren, in verse 14, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will pervert to hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which, he, which, which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying that father did command before he died, saying, so shall you say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now the trespasses of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto the evil. Now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept. There he is. He's weeping. He's crying. He's weeping again. His life was filled with many tears. It was filled with many tears when they put him in the pit. And his brothers went against him. And he away from his father, away from his mother. And, and, and he wept and he cried, no doubt. And you remember how God uh, uh, just helped them and God was with them. And when you read, when you read these chapters, you, you see the, the latter chapters and to the end of uh, Genesis, God was with them. God was with them. When he went into prison, tears there, tears and, and heartache. And you remember uh, she accused him of, 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 of trying to rape her. And you know us all set up. You know the lies. You know the hurt. And um, the, the life is filled with hurts. Sometimes people are going to say things against you that's not true. It's hurt. It's hurt. There's people that's been hurt by a family member, hurt by a friend. But there was hurt. There was hurt. But you remember, God took him from that jail cell. You remember, God took him and exalted him and blessed him and put him on the right hand of the king. And how God blessed him and his dream becoming fulfilled. But I want you to see here, if you will, in your Bible, that Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God. I'm in, that's what's going to help you. Through the fire, through the trial, that's going to help you. That's what helped them in the pit. That's what helped them. Uh, not that, don't get me wrong. You, you're going to have your dark moments. It's not easy. It, 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 uh, for example, uh, turn to Psalms. Oh, open, let's, let's turn. Let's go to Psalms here. Psalms 105. Turn in your Bible, please. Oh, I love the turning in the pages of the Bible. One of the most beautiful things that we'll see tonight is God bless you. And by the way, respect the old gray heads and old bald heads like me. <laughs> you better learn to respect us. We've been through trials. We've been through heartache. We've been through pain. I noticed Pastor Shot as the words of uh, the, the, the colors of wisdom and the silver and the, and, and the gray is coming out. And uh, that's, that's wonderful. That's a crown of glory. That's a crown of glory. Why? We've been through battles. We've been through pain. Your pastors, I know what it takes. I've been pastoring. There's been heartache. There's been pain. 33 years. You're, you, you are going to face uh, hurt and heartache and pain. And by the way, it ain't going to stop till we go to heaven. You better thank God for a pastor you got that didn't quit. Thank God you got a pastor that didn't resign and run from the problem. You better thank God the man standing true, faithful to his wife, faithful to his family. You better thank God you got a man of God. Now you give me a good love offering. Now this joke, I'm this joke, this joke, this joke my brother. All right, buddy, that pizza was just enough. I mean, he did really fat, fat, and this preacher up. I'll tell you, I'm gonna have to go start walking some more. Isn't that right? Get some of these pounds off. Thank you, preacher. All right, but um, uh, Psalms one 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 hundred and five, and Psalms one hundred and five, and so talking about Joseph. 
Talking about God, okay? In verse 16, more recalled. In verse 16, Psalms 105, more recalled for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even who? Joseph. Let me hear you say Joseph. Who was sold for a what? Slave. I used to think blacks were the only ones slaves. No, 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 no. No, no, blacks, not just blacks, not just black Africans. There's a number of people in history of slaves. Yeah, Joseph was a slave. Uh, our Savior, God, became a slave in Philippians chapter 2. Read it, read it. God became a man, became a slave. He became a slave, slave to his creation, died for us, nailed to the cross, buried, rose from the dead. He's our king. Somebody say amen. Oh, there's a lot of people that suffer. There's Christians that suffer. Look what the Bible says here. He sent a man before them, even Joseph was sold for a servant, and, um, and whose feet they, and by the way, they, say what you want to say. Um, they, they gambled over our Lord's clothes and, and his garments. They sold them like a slave. He, he nailed to the cross, nailed to the cross. Matter of fact, I don't know, slaves were treated bad, but I don't know no slave that was treated worse than my Jesus. And he's the creator. Hey, are you listening? Hung on the cross for you. Suffered and died for you. Came here. Left heaven. The Bible says, though he was rich, yet he became poor for, that we may be rich. He was rich. He became poor that we may be rich. 2 Corinthians 8. 9. And you read, the, read those chapters and you see that he became poor and he chose to be a servant. Now, whose feet, underline this, whose feet they hurt with fetters. Look at that, please, in verse 18. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. I used to think it was black slaves. I thought black African slaves. No. No, my friend. No. Isn't it wonderful we know that Jesus wasn't black? Jesus wasn't white? Jesus wasn't whatever? We know he was a Jew. He was a Jew. He was born in a Jewish family. Jewish people are different blends. And you ever read Jewish? You ought to study Jews. You see some dark Jews. You have um, colored, middle, middle color. You have light skin. Different type of Jews. From the, there's all, matter of fact, in the book of Acts, you find it came from all over. It's getting quiet in here. Ain't nobody better than nobody. That, that, that's crazy to me. That, 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 that's stupid. Thank God for you precious people realize that's just stupid. It's all the devil, isn't it? You know? You know, no, 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 the important thing is here, the important thing we read about here, Joseph said, I'm in the place of God. I am in the place of God. If you're white, you're in the place of God. If you're black, you're in the place of God. You're Spanish in the place of God. You're Jewish in the place of God. Listen, God has a plan and a purpose of his wonderful creation. Jesus died for the world, friends. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And the Bible says it was laid in iron, verse 19, uh, verse 18. But in verse 19, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. See? The king sent and loosed him. See? And the ruler of the people let him go where? Free. And he made him lord of his what? House. Verse 21. Ruler of his what? Substance. To bind his princes at his pleasure, to teach the senators wisdom, God exalted him. So glad that Jesus is not hanging on the cross anymore. Come on, I'm so glad he's not hanging on the cross anymore. 
You ain't got to worry. You ain't got to walk around looking look like a Jesus that's just dead hanging on a cross. No, up from the grave, he rose. And your day's coming. Sunday's coming. Yes, there's heartache. Yes, there's pain. But Sunday's coming. You go back to the book of Genesis. Go back to the book of Genesis, please. Go back in the book of Genesis in chapter 50. He said, fear not, am I in the place of God? I ask you, mother, are you in the place of God tonight? I ask you, dad, are you in the place of God tonight? Once again, we're in the place of God, my wife, a lot of hurt. It's not a coincidence that my, my neighbor, she would go over there and feed him and feed her and, and feed Mrs. Cash. And, 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 and she was sick in the bed and my wife would have Bible studies with her and, and she loved her. She loved her. And she spent so much time giving her things and helping her. And, and um, um, you think it's just a mistake that we're up here in Connecticut and we can't be there right now? Well, Lord willing, we'll make it back. We'll barely make it in time for the funeral Saturday. Lord willing, isn't that right? But there's some things we don't understand. And then the little Aaliyah. I, I wish you could meet, meet, meet Aaliyah. Oh, how much joy she brings in our heart and life. We loved the little girl, and um, mother I, had so much trouble, so much heartache, so much pain. I, I don't want to get into the difficulty of her raising up what the mother did. Oh, and she called my wife, Mama. She called her Mama. She called her Mama. Mama. She, she's a troubled kid. Seemed like no, nobody could control her but my wife, it seemed like. And her dad appreciated it so much. He was sickly, in and out of the hospital, in and out of the hospital. And we, we, we had him. He came to visit our church. And, and, and thank, thank God he did trust the Lord. So that's good. Isn't it wonderful? Both of them. Isn't it wonderful? But my wife's in the place of God. And you're, 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 your place is coming. Hurt's coming. You, uh, pastor, you don't pastor. There's been funerals, preacher. You're very fortunate that your parents are still living. My, my, both of my set of parents are gone. Both of um, my wife's um, set of parents are gone. And there's hurt that come our way. I mean, I mean, I, my, my brother, uh, the cirrhosis of the liver, he, he's gone. Gone. My sister, who I, I, I help feed in the mouth with food, gone. My brother got shot in the heart in a random shooting, in a racial shooting, a Marine off duty, in a racial shooting, a sniper, with a bowl of soup in his hand, stumbled and fell and died after I visited him like one of these trips. It might have been one of the years I preached for you, preacher. I don't know. Every year we preached in several churches, and I, I always come up here every year, share my burden as a black preacher of having a church with different nationalities of people. Every year. That's my, been my burden every year. Now, I know your preacher's working on it. I, it's tough. It's tough. I'm sorry. It's prejudice on both sides. Not, not you, precious people, but it's tough. I'm sorry. It's on both sides. It's on black. It's on white. It's on Spanish. I asked the Philippine people, what is it with you? No, they said? What is with you? They don't have black and white there. So I said, what's your prejudice? Guess, guess what their prejudice is? They hate the rich. They hate the poor. <laughs> Everybody got to learn to hate something sometime, huh? Comes with the old sinful flesh, doesn't it, preacher? Sickening, isn't it? Sickening, isn't it? When you read in the Bible, Revelation says all different nationalities, all different nations. 
It, it talks about uh, in the book of Acts and, and forget about the Jew, forget about the Gentile. Get off that kick. Get off that kick. Uh, G- Genesis and chapter, uh, 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 read your Bible, Galatians chapter 2. Even, even Peter, the apostle, he was all stinking messed up. And Paul had to put his finger in his face and say, you ain't right. Why are you withdrawing against these Jews? Right, preacher? God bless you, preacher. I love him. Boy, he doesn't know how much I appreciate him. All these fundamental leaders, we thank God for their goodness, but a bunch of them got whacked out on the, on the racial thing. A lot of them wrote books. And they're still out there in the bookstore. Craziness. Pure sticking craziness. Really, some of them really preach. Segregation is supposed to be. They'll really have a fit when they find out Moses married the Ethiopian woman. They're really going to have a heart attack when they feel like Joseph married an Egyptian. They're going to die when they find out about Ruth with Boaz. And read, read that genealogy of Jesus. I know the KKK don't like this preacher and the Black Panthers don't like it, but fooey on them. Some of you look like you need some of this stuff. This is a Bible-believing Baptist church. My president of my college in Detroit, Michigan, Temple Baptist Church, one of the largest churches in America, was, he was the president of my college. Back then, Baptist Bible College East, preacher, um, different churches supported the college. People don't understand this a lot of times. I believe the best way is the church. You know, you get under the church. Like, if you want to have a college, everything should be in the local church. I believe that's the safest way. Well, Baptist Bible College, a lot of churches supported it, and, and, and Dr. Avery Henderson was the president of our college. We visited his church being the only black man in the, in the choir. And I didn't even know prejudice exists. In New Britain, Connecticut, we have black, white, Spanish. I didn't even know there was such a thing. My dad sheltered me from slaves, of, of fathers of slaves. My daddy didn't even, and we just loved everybody. My dad, even though they, 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 they were oppressed, even though <laughs> I was two years old, four years there was places a black person couldn't even eat, drink out of a, white, a water fountain. Uh, uh, me and Preacher, we had such a wonderful time with my family eating pizza. And man, we just we had a spread. But Preacher in the 60s, part of our country, um, I, the preachers would not even sit down and eat with me. It was the color of my skin. I could not be even a member of their church. My president of my Bible college um, went and visited his church and found out they couldn't even baptize black people. This is in the 80s. They couldn't even be church members. Preacher, I know preachers don't want to talk about this preacher, but thank God he, your preacher wants to say it. You want to know why he has me? You want to know why he has me? Because he's a man that wants truth. You can't hide this stuff and expect us to, in our country, our country's looking every week that goes by, CNN, uh, uh, Fox News, and I'll tell you how far it's getting. A lot of it, a lot of it set up the devil to make black people think all white people are racist, and they're not. And all black people, you don't stereotype black people. You don't put people in a bunch of, you don't put people in the same mold. You don't do that. That's craziness. But it's geared towards, it's, it's the devil, it's the devil. The black population, 90% plus would vote liberal. You know what that means? That means that the liberals that rise up, Supreme Court justice, kill babies, abortion, for liquor, for stinking Dope, uh, add dope, uh, a law that allow, allows dope to get your marijuana legal. Um, laws that will come, a beautiful place like this, taxes. Can you imagine the taxes off all this property? You know the tax dollars, that, you know the tax, the government, if, if there was ever a law pushed 
Well, they would throw a, let's say Pastor Shot gets up here and preaches against abortion. See, people don't know how serious this is. You get a bunch of liberals, thank God we got something going on in the White House now, more conservative, but you get a bunch of liberals together. See, you don't understand this. They can pass laws and they can take your tax exemptions. Do you know how much taxes would cost on this property? Do you know how much offerings you would have, have to have come up with? I didn't even think about it. Do you know what they'll do with cutting your missions? Well, make a long story short, you got a black population that doesn't know about the truths that you know about this church, the doctrines. This doctrines, doctrines that you know, you think everybody knows about. Salvation by grace. Um, 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 uh, Jesus uh, being God. Virgin birth. Um, these things, uh, soul winning. Things you take for granted. Missions. Um, uh, just living, living a holy, separated life. Take this away from the people. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. Children, obey your parents. Women look like women. Men look like... Take away all this. Take it away, this, uh, uh, away from people. Take the power of the Holy Spirit away from people. So you got a black population through the history. Could not go to Bible college for years. Could not go to good churches for years. And some of them still feel they're not welcome. If you knew what goes on in the black church, by the way, we're not a black church in Knoxville. We're an independent fundamental Baptist church. We're a New Testament Baptist church. We got different nationalities in our church, but we work at it. We work at it. It takes a lot. We'll go down a rescue mission. We'll put them in. And, and I'll tell you what, they, they, they have no choice to come. My wife's a good cook. <laughs> we bring them off the street. We put them there. You say they're white trash. There's no white trash. There's no black trash. I tell our people, that's somebody's brother, that's somebody's sister, that's somebody's mom and dad. Yeah. We do. We go on the bus route, and they're poor, they're poor. Some of them, we got to get them clothes. And we got people at our church, they give them nice clothes, because suits, they live, live in the ghetto type of situation, a poor type of situation, um, broken homes, no daddy in the home, no, or whatever. Uh, um, these are troubled kids. And we got people that love them. We work on a bus route. My, my boys, hey, my boys, hey, they're working on bus routes. Hey, my boys and girls. And as they, for me and my house, when they're in our house, we're going to serve the Lord. Somebody say amen. And they all work on the bus route, sing in the choir. And God bless them and serve the Lord. And, and uh, my wife and I are working on bus routes. And, you know, I still love driving the bus. I drove the bus for years. It's hard to get away from it. Go on the project. We, we, I've watched a little five-year-old get shot and killed right from me. Right from me, preacher. Gangbangers. I had bullets flying, flying by me. See the guy get a throat cut, blood, 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 right in front of me. Bullets flying right in front of me. Protecting my family. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up. I said, thank God he protects us. Thank God he protects us. Go down to the ghetto. I have, preacher, I just, I just came out of my parking lot, and I just stepped out, preacher. I just, they're arguing across the street. They fuss and fight, and gangs. I called the police about three times. They wouldn't come. You know when they finally came? When I came in the parking lot, preacher, and the guy's pointing a gun right at me, and right in the car, and preacher, usually they just, you know about Hartford. You know about Hartford. We got it in Knoxville. They just come by and spray, usually. But God gave me grace. I looked at the gun. He looked at me. What do you do? Wisdom says walk away. 
As soon as I walked away, he pumped bullets right in that car. And there's a car seat there, a kid in the car. That situation, they made it to the hospital, they didn't get killed. But God spared me. We go in these areas, preacher. And they're black and they're white and they're Spanish and they're all different kind of religions. And we, we're, we're making up our mind. I made up my mind we're not going to have a black church. White, some white, not you, but some white people glory in that. You black people have your thing. You black people, you feel more comfortable. Oh, preacher, when the white preachers say that, when the, by the way, thank you for going to Africa, sir. Thank you. I love you. But there are missionaries, preacher, that even said it verbally. They'll go to Africa, but they won't go to the black parts of um, um, Atlanta or, or Memphis or the Bible Belt. They won't go and plant a church with those black people. They don't want to bring their families there. Some of you wondering why. Can you imagine this is going to blow your mind? They're scared their white girls may date the black boys. Or the black boys may date the white girls. While they go to hell, can you imagine that's their worry? If your kids love God enough and you love God enough, you ought to leave that in God's hands. And you should be having an attitude. You want them to marry somebody that loves Jesus, loves God, that's a soul winner, that's a tither, that's a giver, that a husband loves the wife and the wife submits to the husband. Somebody say amen. I'm not getting enough amens out here. That's all that ought to matter. They treat her right. Not be a punk. Go to Pastor Shot and say, do they tithe? Do they give? Do they got any character? I don't want your girl to be a virgin till she gets married. And your boys. I'm not getting enough amen. This is an independent fundamental Baptist church, right? This ain't no Catholic church. Ain't no Methodist church. Ain't no Presbyterian church. This church is in the place of God. God's raised up Pastor Shot. God's raised up your people. It took some money to build this beautiful building. And I beg you, don't be like the people of Israel. When God blessed them with so much, they got fat, they got stale, they got stiff, they lost their desire. You make sure you be. You're going to be the soul winner God wants you to be. You're going to work on a bus route if you have to, or a van route, or a car ride. Don't get puffed up and prideful. God's blessed you with this building. He's blessed you with these pews. And he wants I want you to get out there and go get somebody. Knock on somebody's door. No, I beg you don't be like the children of Israel. You got a pastor that weeps and cries. You got a pastor that knocks on doors. You got a pastor that's a soul winner. Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Preacher, I never thought I'd see religions, Baptist, fundamental. They sound like Church of Christ, Church of God. They sound like Catholics. Man, the simplicity of the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel is gone in many churches. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be what? Is that hard? And he'll get him, he'll be accused of easy believers in person. What do you want? Hardism like the devil wants to make it? It's supposed to be so easy, a six-year-old, a five-year-old. Would you believe I had a preacher that said, well, I don't count them as saved if they don't come to church after they, uh, after they call on the Lord. And they say, whosoever should join Harvest Baptist Church, a Grace Bible Baptist Church. Preacher, where are we at? How then should they call on him if they don't believe? Whom they don't believe? Romans 10, 13, 14, 15. How are they going to believe in him who they have not heard? How are they going to hear without a preacher?
And how are they going to preach except they be sent? God has commanded this church. The greatest thing that's got to be going on in this church is preaching the gospel to every creature. It is getting people saved. It is baptizing them. It is discipling them. That's the purpose of our church. All nations. Oh, back to my president of the college that would not baptize black people. Um, 1980 is when I got my burden after a year being saved. I went from the nightclubs, Project Boy Robert Barnett got a scholarship to Berkeley Music College in Boston, had my picture on the front page of the New Britain Herald. Said he got a scholarship to go to Berkeley Music College. After all that, I turned it down and I never went to Berkeley Music College. At that time, it was the biggest college in the world, the best, I'm talking about the greatest um, college bringing people from Korea, China, North, uh, uh, South Korea, China, wherever, all over the Africa. They were all coming into Boston. They were coming into Berkeley Music College all over the world. And I had a scholarship. And I turned it down, and God called me to preach. And so I went to Baptist Bible. At that time, I was in New York. Preacher, when I would go to New York, see, preacher, I went back. I was in the 80s. Preacher, I went back to the 50s. These kids need to be educated. These teenage young girls need to be educated. These boys need to be educated. Preacher, we're never going to get over this stick and racial stick and junk until we hit on it, face it right to the face, and realize we're going to have to deal with this thing. Deal with it. I guarantee you, that precious black family that was coming here for years, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the devil himself, Satan, did everything in his power. I, you, don't know the, you don't know the demonic activity that goes on with black people. You don't know how the devil hates it that you have a black family in here. You don't, you, you, you need to understand history. You need to understand history. When I went there to the 80s preacher, I dropped down to the 50s and 60s. Did you know that my buddy, my buddy, Brother Dave Shelter, my buddy, and it's a lot of Italians around there, my buddy, loved me. I stayed on the weekends from Bible college. I took a train to, to, to Manhattan and to a subway to Brooklyn, Bensonhurst. That's where they had the worst race riots. I'm naive. I'm, I'm right from New Britain, Pinnacle Heights. He wouldn't tell me to after I graduated. You know what they, they tried to burn his house down because a Bible college was, a black guy was spending, spending the weekend with him and his wife. I thought I was suffering for Jesus. They're throwing bottles at me. I said, it's good. And, but by the way, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad God's spirit. Preacher, preacher. God knows I lie not. Church, I, I lie not. I was all white area where they killed black people. I went soul winning by myself. I didn't care. I'll never forget, I was preaching these white guys were out in the scope. I didn't know, know if they were mobbing. It didn't matter to me. I was going soul winning. And I walked away, and the white boy put his hand on my shoulder in, in Bensonhurst, where they killed, where actually they tortured black people. Blacks and whites were killing each other. He put his hand on my shoulder. Know what he said? Sir, could you please tell me some more about that Jesus? I'd like to see him in heaven. I hope God lets me. I believe God's going to let me. I'm going to ask the Lord. Can I see that? That, that? I don't even know his name. Little white boy. What a picture would that been, huh? Black guys, same right where they had their riots, right where they're killing each other. But I was a naive preacher. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't advise you to do this, but I was knocking on a door one night. This tall white guy, he looked like he was about seven feet. I'm seriously, this guy, this guy was huge. I'm going soul winning by myself. 
when he opened the door, you know what he said? Get in here. I've been waiting for you. Now, don't do this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, don't be as naive as I was. I just love Jesus. I love God. I want to get people saved. I went into that apartment. It had nothing. No furniture. Nothing. Just had a chest. Looked like dead bodies might be in it. it looked like I was next. He shut the door. I, I don't advise you to do this. I don't, I don't advise you to do it. I was naive. I was on fire for God. I was colorblind. I didn't know my dad, former slaves, grandfather's slaves, chains, couldn't eat what white people, couldn't drink what white people, back of the bus, Martin Luther King era, calling them the N-word, wanting their freedom, came up here, former uh, slave, slave sons, after Civil War, hatred, 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 the, the war, you know what I'm talking about, the war, children's children from the masters that had slaves, hatred, slaves, children's slaves, Virginia, slave plant, daddy, up here, up here, preacher, Connecticut, factories, blacks, moving up here. Dad never put that hatred in my heart for white people. My best friend's little Bob, Bob Paventi. If you can help me find the preacher, I'd love to find him one day. My buddy, Kenny Garden. We fight, we fight. One day he got on, he's about to whip me. My cousin pulled him off me. <laughs> but looked like the white one was winning. But <laughs> I was going after him. But we were buddies. Smile. We're having fun. Okay. But um, he was my buddy, um, Bob Paventi. Oh, my dad didn't teach me that stuff. I didn't learn that until I went to Bible college when they didn't want to room with my wife. She's Portuguese. She's not even black African-American. And she's beautiful. But those girls didn't want to room with her. Found out there was going to be a wedding. Her best friend was so happy. Her mother found out she was colored. She was going to walk down the aisle next to a white guy. Said she can't be in the wedding. I didn't learn it to then. Preacher, I've learned something. Would you look at here? In verse 19, I've learned something, preacher. In verse 19, Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought it evil against me, but God meant it unto who? Good. To bring to pass. Underline this, to bring to pass. Put a star by it. Let me, let me hear you say to bring to pass. As it is this day to save much well. I believe the greatest soul winning churches you're ever going to see one day. One day. You're going to live to see it. Is going to be black, independent, fundamental preachers. My, my philosophy is totally different. I told, my, told, told, told you, preacher, these black preachers glory in their black church. I'm not glorying them. God doesn't want me to reach just black people. That's what some white people want, black people want. Brother, I have a, I have a commission to preach the gospel to everyone. You do too. Many of white preachers tell me, I can't wait to come see your black church. I'm saying, you're going to be disappointed. Because I don't find that in the Bible. I had professors that told me when they knocked on the door, preacher, in Texas, if a black person came, they said, sorry, got the wrong address. I was soul winning in Knoxville. I was on an elevator, and um, 
excuse the expression, but the white guy said, we don't want you niggers up here. Excuse the expression. I know it's 2018. But until we tell these little kids the word nigger is the most degrading, scum, nasty thing you can call any person. And that word was used over and over again with Martin Luther King. And preacher, I know, we know, wrong crowd, Martin Luther King, they were using him, you know that, trying to mess up things. You know that, you know that. And I understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Martin Luther King taught, love your enemies. He was rotten in jail. And fundamentalists were writing books about how we should have segregation. And many a fundamentalist preacher is sad. Would get up, and even, I'd be in meetings, and they would, they would just lamb blast him. They would say things that, even me as a black preacher, I was sometimes preaching against him, not understanding him until I studied that man was teaching 1 Corinthians 13 while they were trying to blow his house down. That man went to bed. Can you imagine going to sleep, preacher, knowing that they're going to try to kill your wife and your kids? And could you imagine taking your family to Six Flags and saying, because you're white, you can't come here? He had white people rallying for him, preacher. And this, this is the danger. He had all kinds of communist, wrong type of people working with him to see this be accomplished while preachers were lamb blasting him, not accepting blacks in their churches. Could you imagine going through all this? But there were white people all around the country going to Congress, going up into the White House, and they were gathering together to make laws the right way. See, Martin Luther King believed in, look what Joseph said. Look what Joseph said. This is what Martin Luther King believed in. Look at this. He said here, read this here, verse um, um, 21. Now, therefore, fear ye not. Look at verse 21. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he, what did he do? He comforted them and spake well. The very ones. By the way, Kennedy was taken out with a bullet. Robert Kennedy, too. Anyone that was really pushing to help the blacks were taken out by the KKK or whoever. They took them out. They took them out. Martin Luther King taught while bricks was hitting his face. He taught the black people, don't get the guns, don't kill white people. Malcolm X said, kill white people. Malcolm X said, kill white people. Muslim, wicked. Muslim, Muslim religion teaches white people of the devil. No. One of my best friends is Pastor Shah. He's not the devil. <laughs> they haven't seen bloodshed in America if we don't get this thing straightened out, preacher. Them old Baltimore riots, them old Ferguson, it's, it's easy to forget, is it? Preacher, you haven't forgotten, have you? They haven't, they haven't seen what's going to happen to this country if we don't get on this thing against this thinking problem. And every week on the news, Fox News and CNN, and I'll tell you something. Thank God we got some conservative judges, Supreme Court. Look, preacher, who would ever thought you'd rainbow the White House parading for sodomy? 
If you ever ask me, and we're getting closer now to get conservatives in the White House, Supreme Court justice, that, 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 that's against abortion. Nineteen sixties before he got shot. Know what he said, preacher, in the sermon, Martin Luther King? We don't need an all Negro church, and we don't need an all white church. What's happening on Sunday morning, preacher? What's, what's happening on Sunday morning? Sometimes it's the most segregated hour. Turn the basketball game on. They're playing. Turn the football game on. They're playing. This church, you ain't got to tell me anything. You want black families. You ask your pastor when he goes to conferences, where's the black preachers? Fundamental, Baptist. Now, I'll tell you something about your preacher. He loves God. He loves the Lord. I love him. Okay? He's been to some meetings. I'm sure if I asked him, he's been to Swore to the Lord. Um, he might have been to the pastor schools that I've been to. He might have been, I, I asked him, been to Southwide. Well, whatever conference it is, I'll ask him. How many independent fundamental black preachers are there? No. If you can find two, you're doing good. So that tells me, preacher, there's a problem on the black side, too, coming to the meetings. It's, it works both ways. We're 2018. You say, preacher, what's this got to do anything with my church? What's this got to do anything with us? I'm going to tell you what it's got to do. Do you know how close we came, our whole country changing to communism? Do you know how many liberals are pushing liberal blacks, liberal whites, that your preacher is a racist? There's not a racist bone in his body. He wants blacks in this church as much as I want white families in my church. Now, this area around here is not heavy populated with blacks. To really get to the black, you're going to have to take a van. You're going to have to get some people in the church or New Britain or whatever. You're going to have to go and get them and get them here, get them saved and get them disciple them and bring them here. That's going to take a lot of work. There's churches that go an hour out. There's churches that go two hours out. Now, we don't go two hours out. There's some white churches put me to shame. They'll go get black people. They'll go two hours out, preacher. They'll go an hour out. They're, they're, they're very energetic on a, on a van ministry or a bus ministry. But I want to encourage you to do one thing. Don't center on the multitudes. Just get the one. You know, I was the only black guy at Faith Baptist Church. I was only black. I don't remember one family that was black in that church. Complete family. Brother, you had it going. You, I mean, for years, 14, 15, 10 years, well, how many years a black family would come here? Buddy, you had it going. You had it going farther than many of white preachers. But you see how the stinking demon and the devil attacked that stuff to go after those people. Satan hates it. Satan hates it. But I have no doubt this church is in the place of God. And I guarantee I come on a Sunday morning preacher, you only got to tell me. I know there's going to be different nationalities of people here. I know it. I know it. I, I don't, I've never been here on Sunday morning. Because I know what type of preacher he is. That man loves God. 
Now, you don't have a great big populace of black people around here. It's not like you're in a city where there are cities. Hey, 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 dear brother, missionary Africa. There are cities with thousands of black people. But a missionary will not go down there and bring his family. They won't go. You're going to tell me God don't want that? I heard that stinking garbage. Well, a white man can't do it. Black man can't do it. My, my friend in, in Morristown, Tennessee, Pastor Benfield invited me to his all-white church, had a guy of a KKK in his church, had a shotgun in his trunk. I went down there in 1985. He was going to take that rifle and blow me apart, the KKK. He was going to assassinate me when I left the church. That man hugged me when I visited that church years after. I didn't know who he was. He hugged me. He says, I love you. He said, I pray for you every day. He said, your preaching got that wicked prejudice out of my heart. I went to Terryville. My wife is Terryville. I'm from New Britain. When I went down to Terryville, it dropped down. Brother Kurt, it dropped down to the 50s and 60s in Terryville. I couldn't believe the things I was hearing about prejudice. Crazy. That was way back in the 80s. Yeah. I'll tell you something. Ain't nobody better than nobody. Who are you? Who is me? Comes from stinking Nazi Germany, blonde eyes and blue eyes and blonde eyes, blue eyes and blonde. Supreme race. A bunch of sinners all go to hell if it wasn't for Jesus. You peel away the skin, it's going to be the same type of blood. If you don't want your sons and daughters marrying different races, that's your business. But don't bring the Bible and it start preaching heresy. I love the giants. Preacher, I, you know I love them. They're good men. I don't, I don't write them off. Preacher, how stupid would it be to write off Peter of some problems he had with, with the Gentile race? He got that thing corrected, didn't he? Some of them in heaven, they're getting it corrected, aren't they? They're saying, Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads in prayer. I'm in the place of God. I'm in the place of God, my friend. This church is in the place of God. You know, we need preacher Christian families, Christian churches. I'm going to ask your pastor to come. You know, we need, we need preachers to rally around for preacher. We had so many different whites and blacks and Spanish that rallied to help Martin Luther King. You know, my dream goes bigger than Martin Luther King's. You know, my dream is pastor and you're for me. I know you're for me. And I know this church is for me. Hey, I know you're for me. Okay. I would say 99% of you are. <laughs> Might be a 1%. Isn't that right? Preacher, I want to say this publicly tonight to your precious people. I know your preacher agrees with me. You know what I dream of, preacher? Having a white assistant pastor to help me in Knoxville. That'll help me to reach more white people. And I believe I speak for your preacher. He'll back me up. That one day your preacher would love to have a Spanish pastor and a black pastor or whoever he can get to help him reach all people. I know. I know your preacher's that way. He would not say, we ain't hire no black man around here. No, he's not like that. We ain't going to hire no Spanish man. This man loves everybody. 
Remember, he reminds me of my friend, Little Bob, my friend, Bob Paventi, Italian. He loves God. He loves God. Look at him. Look like he come from the mafia. He can carry, carry some pistols. And he's got, the, he's got the Bible pistol. That's what he got. He's all into God. He's all into God. Here's a black man. Here's a white man. 2018. Eating together pizza, having fun. <laughs> Example to this flock. He loves you. I'm going to ask him to give an invitation. You're his flock. He knows you by name. I don't. He'll die for you. This man will die for you. You say, Willie, he'll die for you. Why? He's the shepherd. I'm asking you to come, preacher. This is your flock. Thank you so much for letting me share my heart with your flock. And I love these people. Father, I love these people. And I thank you they're here. And I pray you use them. And I know I'm not in no racist church tonight. But God, there's a problem around our country. Fox News, CNN, every week they're talking about it. They don't know what to do. God, I believe the church has got to rise up. Black preachers, white preachers. God, please spare our country. So many liberal votes. The black population neglected for years. Woman preachers. Devil's music. Many a black church teach you got to work your way to heaven. Father, they don't even know about salvation. Thank you for my wife leading Mrs. Cash to the Lord, going to that black church all her life. Mrs. Cash did not know she was going to heaven. Thank you, my wife. We'll see her in heaven. But God, we need churches that would help us. Martin Luther King needed some help, Father. He got some white people to help him. I need this preacher. I need other preachers to help me to get this burden across our country. Lord, not just for civil rights. We want God's rights. We want your rights. You have every right to get the gospel to every people. As the preacher, as the pastor talked to his people, God, I pray that you would please speak to the people's hearts. Be with the teenagers. They're not here tonight. I pray that they'll come back on fire for God. I pray they'll come loving God. And I believe that's what these parents want. They just want their young people to marry somebody that loves God. And I beg you, every one of them will. They'll be treated right. They'll treat you right, I pray. Go ahead, preacher.